Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. At the Coca-Cola Company, Keurig Dr. Pepper, and PepsiCo, our bottles might still look the same, but some of them can be remade in a whole new way. Using 100% recycled plastic. New bottles made using no new plastic except the caps and labels. You'll be seeing more of these new bottles in more places, and that's thanks to you. Because when we get more bottles back, we can use less new plastic. Learn how our bottles are made to be remade at madetoberemade.org. I owe you an apology. <laughs> I said, I forgot I even said I was going to drop this show on Monday, but then I realized, well, do you want to know what's going on? It's not that big of a deal. My parents, well, my mom is coming in town with my niece and my stepbrothers, well, my sister-in-law, well, my sister-in-law, Kara, <laughs> uh, my mom, Maureen, and my niece, Katie. And um, I got busy getting the house ready, doing all the stuff. But it's good because I needed to do it anyway. So we dropped Bobby Miyamoto's episode today. Mm-hmm. Friday. And uh, what else? You know what else? Oh, next week, if they don't cancel, I don't know why I'm saying that. They've never canceled before. Um, I always say um, Kevin and Steve from Super Troopers. And by the way... Broken Lizard, you could say. Uh, I, I could say from Beer Fest. I could say from a lot of movies. Uh, Beer Fest, I'm a, I, I loved that movie. I don't even say, was it as funny as Super Troopers? Yeah. What if they don't think it's as funny? And they hear this. It was whatever they wanted it to be. And, and I mean, and what, whatever they wanted it to be, it was. I want to be that aggressive guy out at night. I hear someone... Talking, hey, you know, I thought Super Troopers was great. Beer Fest was good. I mean, real good, but not as... It was, too. So, uh, Beer Fest was everything they wanted it to be, and, and, and I heard a little more. <laughs> so that's next week. This lock on my phone, I, I, I just can't take it. Every time I got to... You know, every time I want to use my phone, it uh, and I set it to three minutes, but it's still going off. And then I got to press it in one eight six two. Ah, did I get you? 
Did I? Did you think I was really giving out my? Well, it's not like you're going to come find my phone. And so next week, what do uh, people do when they're like? It's look. I'm, I'm opening up a door here for me to be made fun of, but I could live without my change. You know, like every I come home and I throw my change in a drawer, in a desk drawer. It's a little drawer at the top of the desk. I throw my change in. And once in a while, I will uh, go over to the change thing at Vaughn's and dump it in. But it's, it looks like you're not doing well. Well, what do rich people do with their change? I mean, they don't throw it out. Who do they give it to? And we'll talk about that more next week on the Todd Glass Show. I, you know, it's very thought-provoking, the things I bring up. Hi. Thanks for calling LA Fitness. This is Bill speaking. It's a great day. Oh, it's a, hi, thanks for calling. It's a great day at LA Fitness. This is Bill speaking. Could I interest you in a recommend 10 friends and get a free backpack? No, but you can shut the fuck up. <laughs> of course, I would never say that. That's mean-spirited. Alrighty. Um, well, enjoy today's show. It's going to be fun. Bobby Miyamoto. <laughs> he's so funny. For reasons he knows, he knows he's funny. I mean, but some reasons he might not know. And that's why I'm calling 911. I mean 911. Oops. Oh, God, people coming in town, I had to go buy f- I don't keep any food in my house. So I had to go buy food. I'm like, what are they then I'm afraid I'm going to eat it already. I got into the goldfish. I bought cokes in the nice glass bottles. I bought, put some water in there, Fiji, not the type I normally buy. Put some orange juice in there. Just enough to, when you open up my refrigerator, it looks, you know, like there's some love. And I mean, there is. My house is, you know, I just don't have food. I'll eat it. I won't stop eating it. I'm out of control. So, uh, yeah, they're coming in tomorrow at 1230. You know what I was thinking? No, I'm not going to say it. I should have my mom on. Not a whole episode, but just go in the studio and do one just with her. And, you know, and the, and the, and the family. What stories does she have? She'll, I think we will do that. All right. Hey, do me a favor. Tweet at Colin Quinn and say, please forgive Todd. I, I heckled him during his uh, State of the Union. And uh, he didn't know it was me. Say, Colin, please forgive Todd. All right. Are you doing all right? Here we go. Oh, it's going to be fun stuff. Are you ready? I mean, maybe you shouldn't listen to it now. I don't know if you're in the right mindset. Why don't you... Have some, it's like, you know, when you're driving home with food and you wait till you get home to eat it, maybe you should listen to this show tonight. You know, relax. I was going to say it, smoke a little. Maybe you don't, maybe you like to just, your way of relaxing is turning out the lights and, and, uh, and turning on a bubble machine. Whatever you do. Maybe you uh, turn the sink on in the kitchen and may pretend you're at Niagara Falls and take little barrels and throw them into the sink and act like they're people. 
doesn't even make any sense. All right, I think I'm running out of time. So whatever you have to do, enjoy the show, be there. Turn out the light and just come on. All right. I'm very excited about next week's show. And uh, we're going to pick, I'm going to send young Jake to go pick them up and then take them back so we can maybe, well, not maybe, we're going to smoke a little. We, th- we said we might do mushrooms, but I don't think that's going to happen. But it will be a fun show next week. All righty. Hey, send me money to Burlstein Entertainment if you don't mind. See how much we can get by next week. Just send like $5. Attention, Todd Glass, Burlstein Entertainment. Yeah, I'll, I'll use it. I just want to see how much I can get. I could always use a little pocket cash. I'm not too big for my britches. All right, here's the show. Bye. Hey, this is my second opening. In the beginning of the last one, I hate when I do that, when I go... Like, you can hear my... I didn't like that. And also, you know, why don't you send me money to Brostein? My parents are coming in and my mom and I, you know, I could use, what else do I ask? Everyone's like, oh, I would love to pay for the show. No one's ever said that. <laughs> um, just see what, see, and then next week I'll tell you how much I got. What will I do if it's a lot? Um... If you send it right, I'll take, I'll take my, I'll take, uh, oh, I'll take everybody out to the park. No, I'll take my mom out for dinner. That's what I'll do. And my niece and my uh, sister-in-law. All right. They're here for 10 days. I'm not kidding you. Burlstein Entertainment. Attention, Todd Glass. All right, next week I'm going to tell you how much I got. So what, what if someone goes, what if he makes a lot of money? What do you care? What do you care? Let me have a little fun. Aren't I allowed to have fun? I'm fun. I am fun. All right. Now here's the show. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hi, is Bobby Miyamoto on your show today? (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) All right, so uh, Jimmy Pardo, you know, sometimes, by the way, this is your, this is, this could be Monday's episode, maybe we'll drop it as Monday, Jimmy Pardo has, you know, left, uh, but a few days ago, this is Monday, he didn't just leave, you know, but anyway, you know what I mean, as far as the show goes, so Jimmy Pardo just left, he, he's, I, sometimes he makes me cackle, and when I, that's when I laugh like that. I go back and listen to it. It's just, it's like snorting, you know, like, and I go right afterwards. I feel embarrassed. Like when he goes, when he asked about the orange chicken and then I was like, because it's so <laughs> remembering that and bringing it back. Anyway, it's just pure fun we have on the show. You know, what do we have uh, for Bobby? You know, it doesn't have to be anything, you know, what do, what do they <laughs> were both flattering. Bobby, <laughs> doesn't have to be anything special just whatever shut up that's not what i meant this whole show i'm like not the i'm i'm a fraud america um that that i go i I know they were both busy this week so they both were like lynn did something for me at the hotel and jingle joe god bless him because i said it's all right you know joe because like he goes no i could do something and he had it you know it was like it'll be simple i'm like no no just take the week off but the truth is i love getting the stuff it makes me excited to do the show 
So I knew that there wasn't going to be like it normally was. So I just set your expectations. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't have anything, anything great. You know, yeah. just some fun just whatever. for you. Whatever. Now they're both listening upset now. Oh, our work isn't up to par? <laughs> yes, and I don't know how to tell you. If you're going to slip like this, I got ratings. I'm slipping into 88. It's not because I'm not good. When the jingles aren't good, their fucking themes aren't good, this show suffers. And I'm fucking tired of it. <laughs> so anyway, that's... Ooh, I put the bottle on the table. Sorry. See, I'm as hard on myself. Are we not allowed what if I did that purposely to save my image? Like I'm doing damage control. Look, even when I put the bottle, I'm hard on myself. Just like when I yell at you guys. Okay, so listen. I didn't know we were play. weren't allowed to. Have no, the no, no. Just don't, table. don't make, a, don't make noise. Okay, play that again. Our guest is Bobby Miyamoto. Aren't you in for a treat? And what's the one Jingle Joe made him? Didn't he do something? Or Lynn, Lynn, Lynn. That was Jingle Joe. Bobby, 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 Bobby. I like that. Bobby Miyamoto. Do you want to hear something funny? Yeah. I call him up and I literally sing what I want and then he does it in a good voice. So like the messages sound like uh, I'm always like I don't know something like uh, Bobby uh, you're ramping up to get it out. Bobby Mia, Bobby Mia Mona, Bobby Mia Mona. Then he sings it. I'm like, "Oh, it sounds g- good the way he does it." Is there another one? What's this one? Bobby Mia Mona. <laughs> he could be Hawaiian or Chinese or dirty Neeser. Ah, who cares? <laughs> he could be, so. Do you remember? Where's Aristotle? You know what? We're going to make you one. Does he, didn't he, did he do anything for you this week? Mm, young Jake Adams. Yes, young Jake Adams is here on the Todd Glass Show. Young Jake Adams. He's in your face. Um, so... So here's what I'm saying. Um, I think we have to take a second, and then it's all about. It's gonna. We're gonna have so much fun. I, I, I uh, about as comfortable as I can be around the, you know, Bobby. Like, so it's just gonna be one of those silly shows. Well, but Jimmy was too. But you know what I mean. I don't. It doesn't mean anything. Just I can smoke more pot now that Jimmy's gone. <laughs> I'm just. Thinking. Jimmy. Jimmy. Just sometimes I feel like. Because everything he does makes me laugh. His when he's angry, it makes me laugh. When he's frustrated, it makes me laugh. When he's, it's a good. Uh, I always go like Andy Kindler because there's a, there's a few of those people like that. There's a lot of people that are fucking funny, but like we were saying, then anyway, enough already. You know, I overset it up, and then people don't like him. All right, so I think we have to stop right now and then order the jingles for next week on the air. We got to basically say what we want. Um, you know, Joe, you're great and everything, but now I need to really, you know, uh, I think Aristotle wants a nice jingle. Wouldn't you, if you were him? Think about it. Certainly. Yeah. You're in Portland and I think it's time you go, I think, you know, and I think that's where we call it. You know, a young Jake, he's gotten a few of the little ones. And then a month from now we do it for young Jake, but let's concentrate on Aristotle and send some, sending something really nice. And, you know, I never mind when you do mine. I'm not going to complain. <laughs> I got to admit, I love them. I mean, maybe we should pick a song right now and uh, 
And uh, oh, could, could he? You think he could do anything with this? Let me hear it. Kickity blackity clickity clue. You have clickety clackety clickety clickety. Put them together and what have you got? No, it's not fast enough. Wonder if he could do anything with that. Let's do that later. That's a tease in the business. So Bobby Miyamoto. Hi. What's going on, Todd? <laughs> I feel like we, when we both get together, our, my instincts are to talk about how funny David Spade is. Yeah. Because I know people are tired. You know, everybody hears it so much. But it's not like with – you know when you used to hear – I hope it's not like you know when people used to go. Oh, uh, in the beginning, you really cared that uh, Matt, uh, Matt Mel Gibson. Even when Mel Gibson was loved by everybody, he was, he was, oh, he's such a prankster on the set. And at first, it was fun to hear. You know, like oh, that's cool to hear that someone. And then after a while, no one, everybody talked about it. You think your PR person would say, oh, by the way, you're going on to talk about your movie you just did with Mel. Don't mention he's a prankster. Just people have heard it before. So I wonder if that. Uh, what if people feel that way about Dave? Yeah, we know he's the funniest in the world, but he is. Wh- and he you is. ask, what is it? You ask he- Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, any of those guys. Even Fred Wolf was saying the other day. Colin Quinn says it. They everybody say off stage or you know, David is the funniest. Yeah, and he's well, the you quickest. You shouldn't say off stage. That's well, how you stage. lose opening work. Yeah. you <laughs> dumb fuck. <laughs> 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 um, I, I I'll said swoop some, right back in there and take it, Bobby. How do you some, like the way you snuck in? There? I said something. How do you like it? You think you think think I'm going to let you pass this? Why do you think I invited you here today, Bobby? <laughs> you swooped in and took those opening dates like a fucking crow going after a rat in the street. Can I tell you something? Yes. To George Carlin, I know that me and you shared like you. We would talk about Dave every little subtlety, and you and I know a lot of people that think he's funny, but that. And even his act, you would love the certain yes. jokes he did and offstage and panel stories. And you soaked those stories up. Like, you really like me both. So, like, um, I would always talk about that. I'd always yes. be like, you know who gets every fucking thing? I was like, Bobby Miyamoto. Then I had you open. And then one week I couldn't do it, and you did it. And, he, you know, you guys could go chase pussy, and I was knocked out of the fucking game. <laughs> I Especially told him, once I admitted it. I told him once. He goes, there's no fucking one. I said, Todd. I said, Todd. Uh, if anyone had to replace Todd, you. he's happy that it's me. He and should be. You know why? Because he wants to fucking kill you. <laughs> no. You know what? You got to move on. And if you think that's, you know, that's why I. I uh, no, just like I used to open for you, you know. What the fuck happened? And then you. No, here's the thing. It is. It's so much fun to do. The, uh, you know, you want to get to the point in your career, obviously, where, you know, it, it's you. Yes. But. Uh, I love doing the headlining dates at the clubs I fucking love and then filling it in with, you know, spade dates like I used to or, not, you know, whoever it is that you'll open for. And uh, but those weeks with him. OK, let's go back to yes. dissecting it. Yes. I just got fresh air. And you know what? I'm in the mood to dissect it. OK. What is his ability to make fun of you? But in a way, you fucking eat it up. It's like he knows he's because probably he doesn't sensitive go after and a then weakness. He doesn't go after like what you're paranoid about. He'll find another way to get into it. That's so well said. Because you're right. He'll find something better than that thing. And it almost can be about my – like he always gets me. He goes, oh, I go, what would you do last night? He goes, nah, it's no big deal. There's this place called Fire Pit Alley and <laughs> you just go and everyone sits around fire pits. And I, for a second I go, Dave, I love – and then he interrupts you. All you get is one word out and he goes, Dave, I love fire pits and you know I do. <laughs> That'll be him doing – you know, you know I would love it. Or he'll just, he'll just find something – 
like, uh, you know. Uh, oh, you are obsessed with candles. The other day. That's not really candles. And I, by the way, I'm fucking putting up a hard stance against that comment. It's not true. And I'm going to and I'm going to say it again. I'm still a man. So it's like not like lighting. I want lighting. Thank you. By the way, if there's a guy that loves candles and loves collecting them, yeah. I, I swear to God, to George Carlin, you should do whatever you want. If that's a, uh, a passion that you have and you, and you collect all different types and jarred and all these weird types. That, but I don't. I don't. I buy one thing a candle. I buy stick candles. I buy two boxes of them. There's ten stick candles in each one. So that's all I do, like in, in the middle of the table right there because yes. of the fire. I don't want to go candle shopping. Now there, I even tried to toughen up my voice a little when I he said, said that. He said. So, so uh, he said, about the lighting, he makes fun of me. You fucking let me tell you something, Miyamoto. I could fucking knock you right out of the show right now if you're going to come in here and make my make said, uh, make it look like I tell stories about candles. The other day, uh, we were talking about the new improv, like how the lighting is and stuff like that. And you said they should put up some more candles. And Spade goes, Todd told me I should put some more candles on my tennis court. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be we'll be walking through the casino and there's somebody performing and he'll just go, why can't they put up a wall right there and then it would be really cool and then they could charge or they do put some tables and people will sit. It's <laughs> exactly what I'm thinking. It's exactly what I'm thinking. You know what though? Fuck them. You know what he said? He goes when <laughs> and then we got to get off the subject. All right. He said when he's on the press tour, like you know, in there, it's very family oriented. With the one one specific interview, they were really mentioning, you know, Adam has kids and Kevin, I think, and there were kids on the set, maybe Chris Rocks. So they all go through them and they look at Dave and they go, "Okay, yeah, uh, there's a girl you're like fucking regularly, I think." So that's sort of like the same thing, and <laughs> you're trying to include him. <laughs> and there's like two girls that you're. <laughs> you know what though? I don't know. I don't want to go off on a tangent. What? Go ahead. No, I don't want to make him look like I go, oh, there's two fucking girls. That was him mocking, making fun of himself. No, but it's funny that, you know, let's move on. Well, I think no, he I think gets it's a fun. bad rap about yeah. being a pussy hound also because he's in bed by 11 o'clock every night. Yeah, that's what I was sort of say that, like, you know, if you're going to give someone a bad rap, like someone that's married and cheating on their wife, hey, and not that I even judge anyone that does that. People do things, I, I, seriously, I, 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 you know, some people do things, they're not proud of it, so even that, but he's not doing that. No. You know, so it's like, and by the way, when they go, oh, who are these, you know, some of those girls, I think not only are they like type of hot I can notice, mm -hmm. they have a great sense oh, of humor. Yeah. So if you're picturing him with a gorgeous girl that's vampid, it, ain't, it doesn't fucking happen. They all have a great sense of humor. Yes, they're drop dead gorgeous, but they are a pleasure to be around the yes. jar. You know, maybe 95% of them. There's a few I, I can get out of the fucking, that... uh, you know, over the years, but... <laughs> Out of the anyway, let's move on. Is everything we're saying okay? Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> are you doing all right? Mm -hmm. What else you got? What do you want to talk about? What else you got? I'm just kidding. That's this? the worst interview ever. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> oh, oh, a little wish for I make a wish for a potato. Oh, a little wish bone, I make a wish I wrote this song. for a potato. <laughs> Do you? I make a wish for a potato. <laughs> What is the? I, whenever uh, Chris would do the same thing, sometimes like I would go to press the knob, and obviously I like you know move in with my fat yes. fingers to put my hand on them, and they just move their hands away an inch. I'm like, yeah, you got it all the way. We're not going to fight over this. Oh no, I'm going to leave my hand lingering around. That I want you to like fe feel my hand. That that obviously you're going against what I would do. It's like the armrest in a the movie theater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
They brought the popcorn, Todd. All right, just back we're up. moving back. All right, listen, everything's fine. Do you fine. remember when we used to tour together, Todd? And yeah, uh, hold on. I want to see if there's any nice stories you have. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to tell? I I. Uh, when we worked together, uh, Bobby... It was fun, and the crowd didn't always know, because you would make fun of me, and the crowd didn't know that we were friends. Sometimes. Some, well, you would go on stage, and you'd go, how about Bobby, that, how, how Japanese is your daddy? Is he like, oh, or is he like, oh? This makes me look bad, but... Um, <laughs> well, no, the thing is, my, old, my friend... You know, with uh-huh. quotes, my friend, <clears throat> coffee cough, friend, friend, <clears throat> listen to the Mark Maron show. Um, he he told me once that his dad was Chinese and uh, or Thai. And then he goes, I go, it was just in passing. And then I he goes, no, 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 no. I mean, like full blown Chinese. <laughs> so I'm like, that's such a funny way to say it. What does full blown Chinese mean? Like not maybe in a in a sloppy way, not as Americanized. Yes. So maybe that's what he wants. And by the way, couldn't have said it better. Um, he was uh, there was a car in front of our house that uh, was being sold. It was a Camaro with T tops. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Dad, you should drive that car. Now I'm I'm doing the impersonation. I'm not doing the shitty impersonation that comedians do. This is how his dad sounded. He goes. No, I don't drive that. That car for movie star hair blowing in the wind. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Did his dad just say that? And he's adorable. He's such a loving, uh, gentle soul. And even though when I went over there, me and Andrea and Chris went over, uh, we stayed with him and it was crazy. Like, you know, he doesn't speak, definitely broken English, but uh, we stayed at the house. It was like, once you have a sense of humor, Holy shit, like that will get you through anything. Comfortable. As long as you know someone's funny sitting next to you or friendly, there can be so much silence. You can just looking and and there's seven people enjoying the food and you all know you're enjoying the food. And you've already proven you're all decent people just by a you can tell with no you can have yeah. you don't need that much dog. And then they got fucking annoying. I had to do like Don Rickles it. That was like a real story I told, and that's the way my new life is. Um <laughs> So when we worked together, um, remember the guy with the karaoke? He could tell the story, but he goes, oh, you don't mess with Richmond. Yeah, what, what did he do? No, some guy went up there and said, I, don't, I forget the song. Maybe it was like Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac or something. And he's in the back room going, ooh, I can't believe that he did that. That's a risky thing to do here in the Richmond karaoke scene. <laughs> That's this, this guy's serious. And then he said, he goes, um, something about in the podcast in, in the karaoke community, I'm pretty known. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad. It's the only thing that's bad. You go in the karaoke scene. My son is very popular, and the other person goes, "I'm sorry." You know, at least he has that. <laughs> it's. <laughs> you know, because it's in, they're obviously the person takes it as my son. Like it's like if you said my son has a drug problem, you know, people be like it's you know it's hard to go through. So when you say my son's popular in the karaoke community, people know that that's obviously oh that's a shame. You know what? If he enjoys it, who gives a shit? Why he a shit? treated each song that he did like he was about to go do an HBO special. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Bobby love sitting next to him. We we're like we like totally. I don't like having fun at someone else's expense. I really don't. Have I? Eh, not that much in my life. I, even when I was younger. That's, of course, as an adult. But uh, when I was younger even. So we, he never knew it, but we would just soak him. At, we would ask him questions. You know how much fun that is. 
Oh yeah. So you, uh, yeah, it's uh, you know not over the top where people aren't stupid. You got to do it just so right. <laughs> and uh, that's what we did. <laughs> uh, the uh, you said you had something you were going to tell on the show. All right, I want to say this. I. Uh... <laughs> You start very professionally. Yes. I want to say this. You can tell me this. your take on this because I've heard it from both ways, and there's no females here, so we can't uh, get their opinion. We, have a, we take callers. But I... Uh, you're on the air. This is not a joke, I swear to God. Lisa, you're on the air. What do you think about Bobby saying? <laughs> oh, that's stupid. All right. I can't wait to hear <laughs> her, her opinion on this. That's depicting in a negative way. So um, go ahead. Go ahead. Bobby, relax. I was hanging out with the Relax. Girl. I'm relaxed. Relax. More. Okay, there you go. Now you're relaxed. I was hanging ah, out. Now you're tense again. Okay, there you go. I was, uh, you can tell me if you think this is cheap or not. Like, I was hanging out with this girl who I wasn't dating. I would have hooked up with her if it, the opportunity, hung out with her a couple times. I always paid You just, and Dave, it's just I always, a pussy festival out there for you. <laughs> <laughs> I paid just to be nice mm -hmm. and probably being stupid or whatever. Because Wait, what do you mean you paid just to be nice? Like, sorry, we went out maybe you. three times, but it wasn't dates. It's just like, hey, I'm in New York. You want to hang out? Mm -hmm. Something like that. All right, we go, to, we go to a dinner or whatever. I just paid just to be nice. And then... What do you mean just to be nice? Like, when the check comes... Relax. I'll get it. Okay, yeah, just okay. to be nice. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, you decided I would have hooked up with her. I wasn't dating her. I would have, oh. but I wasn't, like, planning on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So... She comes to – we were staying at this hotel. Uh, this is probably the second or third time. And she comes. She orders an $18 glass of wine, which, okay, I can let that go. So then she goes, I'm in the mood for – Can I ask you a question? Yes. When she orders the $18 glass of wine, could she be – a little, you know, because it could look like you're making a lot of money in this business. And you know what I mean? Yes. Like, you, you do, those jobs are very well paid, but you're not – so could she, you know, you see someone, three, 2,000 people, you go out, you take town cars, you go out to places, you don't wait in line. Even though she knows you're with, could she think you have that type of money? She probably did. I mean, when she, well, yeah. Then you shouldn't fucking lie to her. <laughs> I know what you're doing. I could so, see you. You're so, trying so to get it. You we know you're out there go, playing it up. We were going to go well, downtown. When, you we were going to go downtown the thing and with just Dave hang is, out. He's, I'm not going to stop doing I wasn't this. there with him. Oh, you were so, there by yourself. No, she should get a, a, yeah, a ice actually, water and a sandwich. Actually, I was. <laughs> if I saw your, if I saw you without Dave, I would say, oh, "I'll get a Dixie cup <laughs> and claim I'm not hungry." <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what? I'm so hungry. I'm not even hungry. If we could just get an apple and split it, I would. If, if that was someone who was aware. Okay, go ahead. So, um, she goes. We were just gonna have a drink and then go hang out mm -hmm. with some people and just grab like bar food or whatever. You know, so yeah. she goes, you know what I'm in the mood for are onion rings mm -hmm. at Del Frisco's Steakhouse, oh, which she's is a lying plush, to you. it's a plush steakhouse. And when a girl says she's in the mood for onion rings at a steakhouse, she means I'm going to have onion rings with my steak. <laughs> oh, that's Let me tell you something, Bobby. That is such a cheesy way to get over to that steakhouse and make it sound like you're not doing something too much. You know what I'm in the mood for? And I'm for? not dating her. You know what I'm in the mood for? Thumb roll. <laughs> Let's go to, uh, you know, the most – come on. I needed to have a good restaurant. The Soho House. Let's go to nah, – more. What's like high, high in Ruth's LA? Ruth's Chris. Man, bigger than that. Hey, you know Ruth Chris? You know what I like about them? Nobu. Fuck you. Oh, I'm sorry. It seemed aggressive and I just might have overreacted. Um, but uh, 
Uh, so I asked Ruth Chris, one day me and Daniel Kino, when we were on the road, we went in a day early. We went next door to the manager, Ruth Chris, the time before, mm-hmm. and said, come on in next time. We'll take care of you. Yes, I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> so we go in and we uh we we his uh, contact info was free steak in your phone <laughs> <laughs> shut the f- that's not nice true but not nice no no i wouldn't have it in there sometimes if people saw the way they were stored in my phone probably half of them would be offended it's just by the way, you know, uh, things I remember. I can't remember the name, but I'll remember. Like a comedy club met bad toupee. M- Minneapolis, no, no, not that bad. Minneapolis Mike. And that would be like, you know, someone, a comedian that I work with in Minneapolis. I always put Minneapolis's, and then I put the name. Because, yeah, I do that too. Oh, good. Well, I guess we're a lot alike. So. Okay, so listen. What was I, I was talking about? I was Ruth just, Chris, Todd. Ruth Chris. So we went in, and we, we yes, we smoked pot, and uh, it was just, uh, it was so good, and we sat at that table, and I didn't say, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to say uh, we were high, even though I was tempted to, because I try not to do that, and I didn't. Uh, I thought as much as I thought, he's got to know. So, but like, the food was coming out, and it was just like, so at one point, they bring out mashed potatoes. Yes. Mashed potatoes, and they're bubbling on the side, and they're garlicky, and we smell it. And we're high, and we go, we're like, oh, my God. He goes, he, he knows we're the comics. He goes, are you guys high? Well, like, how do you know? He just goes, when I bring the food and put it down, there's just, you got to be high. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the best. So I asked him, I said, the manager came over, because, of course, when I go, it's like and when Regis walks into a goddamn of restaurant. Course. Everybody comes out, and uh, I love it. I give a little bit of attention. I, I do shtick. I'm very into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm serious, 100%. Uh, by the way, not that it happens that often. I'm not acting like it does. I was right next to the comedy club. That's where I can get that type of treatment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two blocks away, fucking wait with everybody else. But the bigger <laughs> you get in career, the less yes. that happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, so, so I you're said tra- I'm not getting a. St- I'm not hungry. Can I'm I ask not- you a question? Yes. And I'm sorry. And by the way, I, when I do this, I will never. I will. I won't interrupt you the rest of your story because okay. I really do want to know. But at the Ruth Chris Steakhouse, yes. I asked them what their theory was on uh, giving A1 steak sauce. Yeah. He said, off the record, I think their theory is uh, if people want fucking A1 steak sauce, give it to them. If mm-hmm. you had a sauce that was better, it'd be A1 steak sauce. Like, you make a sauce that's better that they crave it, but they're craving this sauce. Give it to them, just not in the bottle. Yeah, I think, I, I think some they restaurants do won't get give offended. you a I think steakhouses do. do Something they're above it and they don't have it on the menu. Uh, you know what? I'm not a chef. Maybe there's something there where I sort of get it. I don't know. I'm not a fan of A1. I like SpaghettiOs and out of a can, and I can't get a restaurant to serve them nicely to me. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? Why can't I get SpaghettiOs in a can? And I want it to look like it. Don't spice it up. Don't. Maybe you can drizzle the the, the drizzle the plate a little. With something, if you want, not parsley. I don't want one fucking added flavor. You want to take some of the spaghetti sauce and dribbled, dribbled <laughs> around the side, the same sauce that's in the thing? Yes. That's it. On a nice plate. By the way, that's true. I used to love, I now I like real spaghetti, but till I was 16, I wanted real spaghetti. And my mom would make her own spaghetti. I go, no, I want real spaghetti in a can. <laughs> that's the real stuff. Not the shit you make, <laughs> chopping up shit, putting ground Not beef. Not the fresh on, stuff. Give me some fucking the, the can with that nice sauce that I crave. 
I was 13, scratching, wanting that spaghetti. So anyway, um, so you're at the Ruth Chris. You order- No, I am not at Ruth Chris. You're Wherever at you're- Ruth Chris. Okay, so she goes, oh, you know what I'm in the mood for? Onion rings. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, good. And we're, we're just go- hanging oh, oh, say out. Say it. Say it. I'll be, I'll be you. We're- say I'll be you. Say you're in your mood for onion rings. You be the girl. You know what I'm in the mood for is onion rings. Great. We'll go to Jack in the Box. <laughs> I'll turn around right now. Yeah, I'll get you some onion well, rings. Well, I was thinking, no, no, you're in the mood for onion rings. You know, I'm in the mood for onion rings, too. You know, let's just get, like, three boxes, and we'll drive up the hill, and we'll sit out there, we'll play some nice music, and eat our uh, jack-in-the-box onion rings. Well, so, not those type of onion rings. What are you fucking in the mood You know what I'm in the mood for? It was... Using a restroom in public. <laughs> at Ruth Chris. So... <laughs> I'm in the mood to use the Ruth Chris restroom. And then, oh, while we're there, I'll get a steak so I can shit it out. And so, so what happens? The thing I don't is, like what this. bothered me is that first we went to a bar. Like, we hung out. This is probably the third time we had, and every place started to be nicer. And I'm not dating her. So... I said, I'm not, I, I don't want a steak. I just want... I'm going to give you an honest answer. Okay. I'm not even to the story yet. I know. I'm listening. Okay. So, I'm all lips. So Ears. She goes, I know this... <laughs> Ears. You say a fucking thing that I said lips. Edit that out. She goes, I know this place around the corner. We can get a drink there. They have food there. We go in there. Another glass of wine. That's fine. Mm. She says... She's looking at the menu. She says, the lobster looks good. I'm going to order the lobster. And I finally lost it because she – I go, you're not getting the lobster. She's like, what? I said, you can get it, but we're going half. I'm not paying for the lobster. She's like, you're cheap. I'm like, okay. I'm not can – I, Can I interrupt? Go ahead. And I get it's a red flag for me to tell a girl she can't order gonna... a lobster, but it's a red flag for her that we're not even dating to order the lobster. Agree? I have to take a deep breath. All right. Let's hear this. Okay. Time. First of all. Honest, honest answer here. On an isolated situation, that can happen. But, you know, before I was, I didn't date because I was, you know, obviously, but I did, it was never really a date, but like maybe two or three times. And then the person I was with for a long time. And it doesn't even have Hold to be on. a date. I, you listen, could be cool. but I've been with, I've been, I've had it happen a few times enough to know what happens when you look for the right people. Um, I don't know. I know it's different because there's women, but the point here, there's a lot of women that agree with what I'm about to say. That thing of the meal, like I think Bonnie McFarland said it, the women could have equality tomorrow if they would just all chip in and decide to buy their own meal. Now, the women that agree with that would only be upset with me if I was fucking Tom Likas saying, you know, that's the women go out there. No, no, no. There's a shit ton of women that agree with what I'm saying, and that's exactly what they fucking do. Yes. And there is – when you decide that one person, you're not going, oh, it would be nice to get – hey, I know what it's like to want – to have someone pick up the tab. Yes. Let me tell you something. Even I'm not poor, but it's nice certain nights. That's a nice thing you don't have to spend, but not if it means giving up the, the, the you know, equality. So I hope I know what I'm saying because I think I do. So I really think with the few people that I dated, there was just this – I know it was easier because it was guy-guy – it was an unsaid thing, and it happened three or four times, the only the three or four times that I had those type of situations, where, look, you, if, so, if two people are being honest with each other, they both know who's doing better. Yeah. If two people meet and they're being honest with you, so somebody might just be inclined even in three dates in a row, and it's all right because you know what they're making. 
And then sometimes in certain relationships, like in mine, it shifted because I got a job and he knew exactly what I was making and I'd pay for dinner. And that happened every time. So when you're dating the right people, it sort of just happens. My friends, like I know a lot of friends that tell their stories with women. They do exactly what I'm saying. A, a, a decent amount of my friends, you'll ask, how do you do it? And they say the same thing I said. You go, well, she got this job right now, so she's been paying a little bit more actually for about a year. But about a month ago, it switched because she – or sometimes it's equal and you go 50-50 when you're – but you just it's, – it's sort of an unsaid thing and you follow it. And a lot of my friends that are dating, you know, uh, that's what them and their girlfriends do or their, or their wives. Yeah. Maybe, but when you maybe, hey, look, and I know what it's like. Sometimes you want to, you know, meet someone. You puff up, maybe you what puff you do. up. You're more of a ball, right? You say and, you're more of a baller than right. you really are. Yeah, of course. And then, and then, and then, also, you might be going after just the wrong women. Because, Probably so. So, so you end up in those situations. But that's, you know, the way you got down the path to meeting that girl and going on that date. That's actually less interesting for me to dissect because at one point it can come off of like, oh, she's in. I don't want to sound like a dumb morning show where everybody, you know, oh, fucking women. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying um, that, uh, yeah, you're attracting that. Uh, and then there's the, the, a ton of women that uh, aren't like that. You're just attracting that because what you're doing. So you're so put a mirror in front of yourself. So you're blaming this on me. Well, look, I'm I'm being a little bit. I'm dealing with it analytically, uh, and then I realize on a on a daily basis we get. Yeah, I'm blaming it on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm not being. Have I? But so I get it. Was I, I wrong to say you can't? I'm blaming you. Half. I'm blaming you, but I'm not being unempathetic. Because, yes, we've You're all You're saying done. it's my own fault for going out with yeah, this Yeah, but girl. Th- now we can have the conversation of, so what? You got into that situation. I'll have the lighter conversation now of, yeah, that's fucking ballsy, you know, to go out of the lobster. But that, I'm saying as long as you know in the bigger realm, yeah, you get yourself into those situations. But that doesn't mean it's still funny that they're – yeah, that, of course you don't do that to somebody else. But, again, I would love to hear the recording. Oh, well, he hands me about a five spot every show. That's 5,000. We're doing three shows a week. You do the math. <laughs> of course she's going to get fucking lobster. If I was, by the way. I been, wouldn't. I, even if I was, uh, you know what? If I I, was out with Spade, I, I wouldn't back. order lobster on his tab. Uh, guess what? You're right. I just thought about it the other way. I thought, oh, if, I met a gr- if, I, like, if I met a guy or a girl, whatever I would meet, <laughs> if I met somebody, I was just going to say that, and I knew that they were just, you know, like loaded beyond belief, and they were attracted to me, and we were dating. I was going to say, I get the lobster. I wouldn't. You're right. I wouldn't because now, once you know somebody really well and you get it, like, yes, there is a – but at the first, there's just a little respect. Yeah, just because you're paying doesn't mean exactly. I have to get the most expensive thing in the menu. And you know what? In some cases, except for close friends, it might Or if someone says mean, the lobster here is amazing, you should get it. Yeah, but it might mean sometimes that you have to get your second favorite thing. Sometimes you just got to make a call and do it. Because you might go, I would pay for lobster and order it. But, yeah, the first time, get your second favorite thing. Exactly. Get the chicken. I would have spoken oh, for the chicken. You don't have to go chicken. to chicken. How about a nice fucking steak? You well, cheap we already shit. established I wasn't going to go to the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse with, or the Del Frisco Steakhouse. So she could have got the chicken, the pasta, anything. Yeah, you're right. But when, the lobster. When you're right, you're right. I think sometimes when you're wrong, you're right. And I think when you're uh, wrong, you're right. I, you're... Well, let me ask you: When you're at a comedy, so did club, we answer your question? You think that I gave it was you... my fault? Don't you think I gave you a little more than that? No, you did. I said also yes. Wanted... That's a little ballsy. Yeah. Vaginey, busy, disrespectful. I thought. But you know what? It ended up being more. Was she she ended... pr- she how ended pretty up... was she? Okay. Well, I mean, 
<laughs> okay. Wonder what she'd like. I'd like to hear her talking about you. What do you? How do you think she describes you to her friends? Seriously, I want you cheap. to really, now cheap probably. Well, before that happened, if they got on the phone right before that lobster outing, how do you? Th- uh, that's a good question. I don't know. He's okay, probably the same way. I have a I have a girl on the phone. I'm not kidding around. I swear right, to I'd God. like to hear her opinion. She's. Oh, we're gonna call her. I'll dial it up. They never know they're calling. Phone. Stephanie, you're on the you're, you're you're on the Todd Glass show. We're here with Bobby Miyamoto. What's the what, what, give us your side of it? Oh my God, he told me that he was having such a good year. I'm crying over this. Oh my God! And I said to him, I said, I said to me, let's go out tonight and have a lobster dinner. So I was like, we don't have to do that. He goes, with you were making, and I quote, the fucking money I'm making. <laughs> No, me neither. Oh my God, how? Well, how do you it's sit there tough, at the yeah. table with her? It wasn't easy, and plus I had to pay. I'd give her lobster to shove it in her mouth so she would <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'd buy her six lobsters. If a girl like that wanted lobster, I would buy her six lobsters and tell her to eat fast because well, uh, you only have uh, be- before I knife myself to death. It backfired on me anyway because she ordered. She ordered like three appetizers, and it ended up being more than the lobster anyway. <laughs> How we she, got, she like got the beef carpaccio and like uh, the soup. A beef a carpaccio. Octopus. What time are we at right now? How long have we done with Bobby? Uh, 30, about a little over but, 30 minutes. Oh, good. Todd, so we're okay. What time you- is it? Hold on, Bobby. I'm trying to do business. All right, let me ask you. And what I mean, I, what I mean by that is, I'm shitting in my pants. <laughs> it's nine nineteen. Nine nineteen. I want to eat after this. I want to all go. Let's go out. Todd, let me ask you this: When you're at a comedy club, and it's different because you're a headliner. Well, I don't yeah. know about calling me a comedian's comedian, but I, you know the way I feel. <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. When when I'm at a comedy club, do you order prime rib? I don't. I even feel like if it's my first time at a club, they don't know me, I get chicken. You know? I'll tell you why I don't. Uh, no, no, for different reasons. If I love prime rib in the There's club. There's some guys that just go into the club, I'll take this, I'll take this, I'll take this, give me the prime rib, give me a bunch of appetite. I'm like, I can't do that. Even though I feel like I probably should be able to do it, I don't. I get like a chicken. That's it. No, I eat whatever I want. Do you? Yeah, I don't You get the prime rib because... Uh, um. Might not be the best thing you can get at a comedy club. There might be something that sits a little better that you can get. Like I'm not saying they can't have good food because a lot of the improvs have really oh, yeah. good food. Um, but the prime rib, I don't know. But I get. Um, you know why I don't feel bad have, getting food? A lot you, of times you'll go with a friend to the improv, and one thing they get man, on the road, they feed you. And it's like Mike at the Comedy Magic Club. That's why I give him a lot of credit um, because. 
I think he innately did it because he loved comedy and you felt like here you are in my home. You put your wallet away. When the day comes when I have to charge comedians for food, I'll just shut my doors and have dignity. And what will I do when a comedian takes advantage of it? Because believe me, Mike Lacey's probably been taken advantage of a few times over the years. He hasn't consistently done this kind gesture of put your money away when you're in my home because someone didn't take advantage of it. When they took advantage of it, he dealt with it individually and didn't punish everybody else. He, Believe me, the person who did it, maybe they'll never work there again. Again, but everyone else who has been a recipient of that kindness and always not taking advantage of it, I continue to do it for 30 years. And I know he probably has the attitude. Seriously, the day I – first of all, wouldn't the next level be uh, things are tight. I can't give it away and that fucking sucks. But I don't have to make money. You know what I mean? Like if you went to a club and they go, listen, it's really embarrassing, but you have whatever you want all week. It's $2, whatever you get. Any yeah. dish, the prime. I just don't want to lose money. You know what I mean? Or drinks are a dollar. You know, but the improvs have always been really good with that as far as feeding you on the road. I can think of one club that you and I did. And Talk about it. I don't give a shit. You, they comped you, and I was featuring, and the guy gave me 10% off yeah. what, my where meal was it? and drinks. Where was it? Alabama. Oh, yeah, that the star, sh- no, whatever it was. Well, yeah, because that's, let me tell you something. 10% off. You know what? Just charge me at that point. Yes. I can't. Here's, here's the thing. I try – I want to be decent. What, what it means if – I always go at it this way. Let's say the owner of that club heard me. Yes. Tell me what I'm saying that's wrong. Tell me where I don't get it because I would imagine if you – and I, I'm a little ahead of myself here. I'm still prefacing. I would imagine if you don't agree with what I'm saying, with what I'm about to say why food should be free at a comedy club, if you don't understand what I'm saying, it's because you're sitting – Listening to this, going, oh, they just don't understand. They don't understand. Well, if I don't understand, then why can so many clubs, and it tends to be the respected ones. Isn't that funny? I will work so much harder for Acme because they're kind or they're DC Improv or Helium. Exactly. And and they get, by the way, so if they didn't give free food because they do it because they like comedy, and I think it's an unsaid when you're in my home thing. That's why they do it. But I don't even care if they did it because they knew that dollar for dollar it paid off because the truth is it does. I think some people do it from their heart, but you get your money back ten times over when you put your money away or you buy someone lunch or you don't. And um, so let's say he hears this, mm-hmm. that owner of that club. I want to know what you, why you would have a problem just saying a dollar a drink or 50 cents a drink. Whatever it costs, just go – and to me, you would still come with your head hung a little low and say, listen, you, let's say you welcome a new comedian. He's a middle. Look, I'm, you know, we've had a little bit of a tight year. I even hate to do this to you. I don't want to make money, but you know, a little embarrassing, I'm, but I am cutting corners. No disrespect. Whatever you want on the menu is two fifty. Whatever you want, drinks are 50 cents. And you just, every time you get them, it's, it's embarrassing. But, and you'd be like, oh, dude, because it's such empathy. But that, that's how that should be even presented. And that, to me, should be the lowest, that you go, I, I don't need to make money, but I can't lose it. That should be embarrassing. Exactly. No, he goes, no, not only can he have it not free, I want to make the markup I'm making everyone else. Why should I treat him any different? He's not a celebrity. And let me tell you something. When you're those clubs and when the celebrities come in, you run around, they don't give a fuck about you. They remember the clubs that were nice to them when they started. Yes. They don't give a shit if you go, if you were at a club and you're a dick to everybody and then you're famous and then you come back to it and they run over. No. People love a lot of Mark Anderson's clubs because you were treated kind before you were famous. They were, they were kind to you and, and people remember that. 
So that charging for the food, any club that does it, I hope this gets in their ears. And you know what's admirable? If they would listen to this and go, that's a good point. Don't just argue to argue. Hey, by the way, if what I'm saying is whacked and doesn't make sense, fucking argue it. Maybe I just don't fucking get it. But also, are you giving yourself the ability to go, <laughs> he's right. He's right. Everything he said. Yeah, but Bob Buki fuck came in and took advantage of it and ordered $900. To, he's right. Don't fucking hire Bobby Buki face. Don't fucking. That's an excuse. <laughs> I wouldn't You know Bobby Bob Buki face. <laughs> Hey, Todd, it's Bobby Bookieface. How you doing, all right? I'm Rodney's brother, Bobby Bookieface. I'll tell you, it's all right. I'll tell you what, I don't get any pussy, you know? I was going to say I don't get any respect, but Rodney took it from me. He's my brother. So now, like, I don't get any pussy. I'm Bobby Bookieface. Right, I'm, I'm a little bit out of it. I got too much fresh air. How you doing? I'm great. Did you feel you got an answer about your story with the girl with the fucking onion rings? I was hoping that you would take my side... I did? Well, you said that it's my fault for taking her out. But you know how you're supposed to know someone unless you go out a couple of times? I mean, was I supposed to just cut it off after oh, the Oh, I would love time? to see a video of the first date. Like, I couldn't. Let's say we happen to have a hidden camera in the video. <laughs> I can tell you what yeah. happened. And let me tell you something. Hold on. If I, let's say there were hidden cameras everywhere you went that night. I get the footage. I'm watching it in my house. What do you think the odds are that I wouldn't be able to right away go, Bobby, you can't. Or was the first date just laughing at stuff and really having the same sense of humor and good conversation? And what was it like the first date? Boring. I mean, I well, was. Thanks for being honest <laughs> and making me look like the best therapist in the world. <laughs> at least, but, but no one can say like, you're dishonest because if you were, Todd, it would have behooved you to lie you right able there and you didn't. Just to say, all right, I'll go out with a person one time. Plus, you want to hook up. And I don't know that I really wanted to, I would have. But, Don't pry into my life. We'll but, be back with more Todd you Glass. You can't just say – how many people just give a person one shot? Look, first of all, no. I don't want to make it sound like someone's being judged unnecessarily. I just meant like could you spot it on the first date? Look, there's a big difference, and I always make sure I do this, and I want to do it with you too. I thought I did. To let someone know, to really put this out, it's in your hands. Mm -hmm. But then also you can have a conversation about what happened. And yes, I can do the lighter conversation. That's what I thought I did when I went. The lighter conversation is, you know, like treating this story like it's coming from a 21-year-old. And that is they don't see it coming. So you don't get to the deeper part right away. You just go, fuck, she did what? Mm -hmm. And then you just, you're hard at it because they're 21. They haven't, but by the time you're your age, you think you probably see the signs. So I have the deeper conversation, but still willing to say, I do the same thing. I use logic and I make mistakes. So I thought that's why I said to you, no, that's bullshit. Come on. You don't buy fucking, uh, you don't buy the lobster. So I did agree with you. Okay. But I said, if you don't want to attract that anymore, hey, women go through the same exact thing. It's both ways. There's nothing sexist about what I'm saying. But yes. you were saying I probably puffed up and she probably thought buying her lobster is nothing for me. Yes. Well, I but, probably but no, no, did. But that doesn't I matter. I probably did. But when you well, meet someone, on. you generally well, puff up a little bit. Shut his bit. mic off. Um, no, we agreed that even if I was going out with someone and I knew they were like, whatever, like I say, like, you know, bigger than big, yeah. I still wouldn't order lobster Never. the first date. So we, I did, I did agree. Yeah, with yeah, you. yeah. It doesn't even matter. Cause I tried to be fair to the person, the girl, uh, that like, hold on, maybe would I know? I still have a hard time doing it. I, I don't, well, maybe with, uh, Daniel Tosh. <laughs> Cause you the wouldn't? way he, he says, now don't fucking be embarrassed, and you get that fucking lobster, because I know you fucking want it. He and does it, say that to you? <laughs> yes, but I don't really want it that bad. Well, maybe I do. 
He, it makes me get it. He does. <laughs> he goes, oh, that's you nice. fucking piece of shit. I know you want it. It's it's a stupid little thing. Get the Todd. I go stop. I don't want it. And then at one point I go, maybe I do want it. I go. The truth is, I want it, but I also want a steak with it. He goes, that's what we're gonna do. Because <laughs> it's true. I don't want just the lobster, and I don't want surf and turf because they're both little. I want a big lobster and a big steak. <laughs> but guess what? To George Carlin, no bullshit. I'm also. That's when sometimes you get to be extravagant. Most of the time. You know, I like to order Thai food and put it on nice plates and eat at my house yeah. for $10. So it's not like I'm trying to act like I'm out like some – but once in a while, it is fun to, like, be with someone that has a lot of money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you feel like a little and, kid. Yeah, get whatever you want, yeah. You know what I do? I always treat to ice cream afterwards. Oh, you buy the ice cream? Well, sure. And I go, oh, you take care of dinner? I'll get the yogurt. I like how <laughs> And I go, said- oh, look, I have Gogurt. I bought it at the grocery store. <laughs> we don't even need to get ice cream from that silly little grocery, from that silly little ice cream overpriced. How oh, you told Spade once, you go, uh, he goes, I'll get the private, you. you go, you get the private jet and the Ritz Carlton. <laughs> I'll get this gum. And then you get everything for the rest of the year. <laughs> that's what I said. He says that's what yeah. I said. He said when the bill used to come to the restaurant, he'd see me standing near the bathroom with my hand looking to a client. <laughs> okay. He gave his credit card. And then I'd walk over. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> I'll get – you know what? Th- those – some of the things – look, I did get fresh air and it, sometimes it makes you – you know, you, you, you get in a silly mood and then you, you talk about things that – but it <laughs> – so, like, the, the, taking the plane is, like, you know, it, it's fun taking yes. a private plane, but you also realize you're going to go back to your regular plane. Yes. But some of the stuff you get to do, it's like you're a kid. It's like you're a little kid. You get to play. Like, we would go up and ask the pilot if we could make PA announcements in the middle of the flight, mm-hmm. and we would make the most, like... And they would every, let you. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. You just you, you don't go into the cockpit. You just take the microphone out into the hallway. Yeah. And then you shut the curtain so no one can see you. So all of a sudden you're... <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, you do the old-fashioned pilot. You don't care. Uh, we got uh, whew, we got a little bit of a little bit of a situation on our hands. Not enough gas, and Not uh, enough gas. so we're gonna. Uh, <laughs> and then then somebody somebody goes, uh, no 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 no. You don't make jokes about that. And then everyone agrees. So after that, it was just like the pilot complaining about his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, this, but you can do whatever you want. It doesn't have to be like some. It can be just you know pure, uh, pure silly. <laughs> Fun times. I like to walk up and down and act like the flight attendant, but who doesn't really have anything to offer? You know when they try yeah, to do yeah, that, yeah. like mint anybody, mint. <laughs> I put all my tic tacs on a plate, tic tac, tic tacs, because they don't have anything to serve because they're all broke. So mm-hmm. now they're just trying to make it. Cut more water every ten minutes. Water. No, I want a cookie. I want a fucking cookie. I want something. And by the way, at least they started to sell food, and sometimes pretty good. Oh, some of that food, yeah, they it's managed not bad. to make that type of food. Stop playing with your mic. And what I mean by that is your dick. He had his hand down his pants, folks. <laughs> oh, jeez, I know what people need. Sally called when she got the word. She said, "I suppose you've heard." Well, I rushed to the window and I looked outside, but I could hardly believe my eyes as a big limousine rolled up. Oh, it's a true story. Into Alice's drive. Oh, I don't know why 
You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can get the Alice part this time. The Todd Glass Show. You're going to fucking love it. Oh, Bobby. I can't believe you took that work from me. I never. never All right, let's get. Are you upset with me? No. Upset. Are you serious? But I I said. Well, well, why would you say that? No, 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 no. I. Well, you joke about it. It's funny because when we're. Oh, because of what I just said. Yeah, when we're. when we did this, I guess we did the same weekend. No, they once. call me every week when they're on the road. They go, and uh, Dave acts like his phone is off the hook, and he goes, Bobby, shut up. <laughs> he goes, ah. It's like he's laughing. He goes, oh, Bobby. <laughs> like, if, even if you're hanging out, you'd be saying that to each other. <laughs> he goes, he goes, you're funny, not like Todd. <laughs> you just hear him in the back. Bobby, put me down. Yeah, right, right. That's it. Put me down. Like, that's how much fun you're having. <laughs> Bobby, put me down. <laughs> Listen, it's turning into a fuck Dave. So sick of his. And let me tell you something else. Who was the woman we asked? I love those questions in an interview today. And then who? what is her name? Allie Lawson. Allie Lawson. And she I liked her questions. All the questions that I asked Jimmy Pardo. Yes, some I heard before, but some I didn't. And it was enough that I didn't that I thought that was like an enjoyable interview because it made you think about some things. I was like, that was like a pleasurable 15 minutes. 20 minutes, I always stretch it out. You know, I don't want to get off the phone. <laughs> They're like, okay, well, it's nice talking to you. Well, if I could just say one more thing about the uh, word retarded, if you wouldn't mind, if I could get a little of uh, my opinion in there. Uh, no, thanks a lot. Hey, Todd, we're going to be down to the comedy club. Thanks a lot for a couple of others. We're going to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning. You're talking to us. Thanks a lot. Uh, if I could, hello, I wanted to give my Twitter handle. So uh, yeah, what's her name? Uh, Allie Lawson. And what's her tweet handle? You can check her out at Push Page. Hmm. Fun stuff. Allie Larson. What'd you do? Uh, what was it? I wasn't here for that. Sally Cole, when she got the you think we can get the Alice right? It's, we haven't got it once. It's hard to go in there. I get it. No, we didn't. <laughs> I get so upset. Pause it. Do you think we got it? You do? Who who thinks we got it? Who thinks who thinks we got it? So you don't think we got it? So you think we got it? Okay, you think? Do you think we ever got it? 
Todd, I don't think we really got it. No, be honest. Be honest. Not being. I'm, I'm being honest. I don't yeah. think that. Me too. Shake my hand. Pay attention. I agree with Jake. And matter of fact, you might go, I agree, but not with what Todd's about to say. We didn't even fucking get close. We got the who the fuck kind of. No, no, no. Who the fuck part. No, no. I think you're probably in the same. We got that pretty close enough. We could do better, but close enough. The, the Alice, we, we missed every time. It's Alice. Who the fuck is Alice? Do you think, be honest, because we, we'll go back and listen to it. So give your honest opinion. You might be dead right. Do you ever think we got the Alice? The last one. You think, okay, well, we'll. I think we'll, we could do better. But guess what? Now we'll go back and listen, and we're going to find out. Do you think you're going to be right or wrong when we listen? Well, why are you guessing that way then? Why don't you just flip it right now and be, go out a winner? <laughs> Todd, I'm glad we cleared this up. Thank you. Young. Thank you. Good timing. But I could hardly believe my eyes as a big limousine rolled up. That's for movie star. You want to just do it, you, Bobby? No. <laughs> it takes a while for this one. You think it's worth it? Don't you think we deserve a treat to get to do it one more time? Did you do it too, Aristotle? I like it. Did he hit it perfectly the first time? <laughs> <laughs> he's so he's so shy over there and then Worst promo guy in the world. <laughs> we got to go in for the clothes. Pure joy. What is that? I'm, how about we got to get, uh, you know, James Adomian back on the show? He'd be. Get a little. Get more Tom Likas. I miss Tom Likas. I miss him doing. I miss James doing Tom Likas. I talk backwards. Hello.
I breathe in when I talk, and I want to go to work. I got a open-minded people wouldn't hate him every time if he went and let me tell you something i don't care if a girl's out on a date and the guy orders lobster tell her to eat you're gonna eat i'll get you i'll get you lobster sir if you suck my pussy the way i like it till i come not gonna think i have bullshit as an educated woman you make a good living and you earn your money and then this guy is gonna come along oh because you earn your money and you want to get fucked. And I'm rich woman, so I should fucking buy you a lobster. I don't care. I don't care. I don't. I really don't care. There should be a woman. Oh, that would be an ignorant show. So, but a woman version, just of like, but a parody, and just telling you know women that. Hey Tom, I went out with a guy the other night, and uh, you know. All the women that have those same exact stories. It doesn't matter if it's not proportion because the society it might not be. But every woman, you know, there's a shit ton of women that went out with somebody and took advantage of their, that they had more money. Oh, Imagine yeah. if the, she had a show. These guys, they're all, you don't spend more than $5 on a guy. <laughs> a dollar. I'll spend a quarter. You give her a nickel and you tell her to suck your dick. <laughs> That's right, ladies. You go. You take a guy out on a date, ladies, and you're a breadwinner, and you're the one with the money, and he buys a lobster. You'll say you're going to be sucking some pussy tonight. <laughs> you shove his face in the pussy. You make him eat that pussy. You say eat lobsters worth of pussy. <laughs> eat until I, I uh, make me cub. Make me cub. Eat me till I cub. I bought you lobster. You dumb fuck, sir. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I just said I don't care. I don't care. You don't care. I don't care. Three six five forty one hundred. We're going to call numbers. Give us a call. Tell us when you've been on a bad date. Upside down. Wow. Hell, hey. I'm doing. I could never do this if it was. But this is a different person than Tom like us. This is this guy right now. I can't take it anymore. Everyone's got their. All right, I'm done. I was. I. I had an amazing amount of fresh air. Uh, legalized fresh air. Bobby, we never got. We only got into one fight on the road the whole time. Would you agree with that? I know exactly what it was in Virginia. Actually, yeah. it wasn't Richmond. It how, was how many shows did we do? Virginia. Hundreds. Um, easily. And it was it was such a fight. Like uh, we were. Uh, you uh, were pissed. That was the most pissed I've ever seen you at me. I've seen you pissed at audience. I was members. hurt. I've seen you pissed in what Dallas you where you wrong. threatened that some guy was talking during my set and you told him you were going to just fucking take him out. Turn his mic off. <laughs> Seriously, turn his mic off. I don't um, no, it was, I don't remember. <laughs> no, go ahead. Tell the story. <laughs> tell it. It was Virginia Beach. 
What, what, what? I don't even remember the fight. I remember, though, we had Chinese food, and you were so fucking pissed. Oh, I was so hungry. And I was you, so full of shit. I went, I'm not walked. even hungry, and I was starved. So now I wanted that Chinese so I bad. I can remember but you know was what another you, time in Dallas where well, you I, got upset with me. No, no, no. Can I tell you something? The reason that I didn't want... When you eat, when you're in a fight and you eat... Yeah. Look, I could be wrong, but I think there's legitimacy what I'm saying. What I mean is someone could analyze it in a different way, but usually when you eat, you're not as mad as you're pretending to be. Because when oh, you're really mad, you're you lose heated, your appetite. You're not eating. Yeah, there's a level of madness. Look, if you get into a little tiff, yeah, you can walk into the other room and eat some French fries. But when you're claiming you're really mad and then you're eating a hamburger, mm, <laughs> uh, sign of a psychopath. <laughs> so there's a lot of times in a relationship, and I know I've been there, where you do, you like, you're starved. But if you eat, you have to at least go to the. To me, if I'm going to eat, I have to go. All right, let's move along, and it's going to be the end of the world. You can't like try no and then start eating. Oh, you're steamed. Is that you're, what you do when you're steamed? You eat kung pao chicken? Okay. <laughs> you imagine someone uh, enjoying an ice cream cone while just getting so right, mad at right. somebody. <laughs> you know that it's dreaming. I don't feel like I'm alive anymore. How long can you shit on me? You make me feel like I'm not worthless. <laughs> and I'll tell you something else. You never take the time to compliment me or even say that you're proud of me. Once in a while, just once, if you would say you were proud of me. <laughs> Clean the edges. I remember that. I don't remember what the fight was. I can remember another argument we had where I put my shoes in the sink at the condo. Well, that was that was that. Look, don't make me look like a nut. That was that was that lasted for three minutes. Yeah, yeah. That was more of like Bobby. You put your. By the way, how many people would mind? And don't don't be be honest. If you were, by the way, what would I do if somebody else did it? I wouldn't be able to say it. I'd have to go, oh, just. but with you, we're like such close friends that I can yeah. say it. He, he was cleaning his shoes in the kitchen sink. Would you be, <laughs> would you be like, eh, not my favorite thing. I'm going to make it easy for you to side with him. Not my favorite thing, but eh, no big deal. I probably wouldn't say anything. Or would you go, gross? You, you don't care. Wouldn't bother you. Would it bother you? Honestly, not to be. It, it's it would, not it would, your sink. It's the condos. Yeah, it's it the would, condos. It would. It would uh, there was like a hurricane or something. I don't remember. Hurricane shit. Yeah, Bobby, it would it would bother me, but I would applaud you for being so comfortable with yourself to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you'd be two pigs in heaven. I know Aristotle. You don't have to let him answer. He would be mortified because he comes from a, a family that named him Aristotle, and they don't clean their shoes in the fucking sink. They leave their shoes outside. Like, uh, by the way, you talked about that. You le- do you leave your shoes outside at your house? I I take them off, but I leave them inside. Okay. It's an Asian Listen thing. To me. I've, I've well, done it my whole life. Let me explain something. This is. I hope this makes sense. Yeah. I, I hope it shows that even on a light scale, I would have the ability to put aside what I wanted to do and what I was too lazy to do with what made sense. I'll never do it at my house. Um, and it's also a little bit annoying when I go over someone's house and I have to I do know it. that. Like, but guess what? I respect it. Just because it's a little annoying, yeah, because I'm fucking lazy and I just want to walk in. If I take my shoes off, I have to go. But it really makes sense. Uh, even though I would never do it at my house because I get it annoys people. Well, you but, have hardwood floors too. No, even, I but I, even if I had wall-to-wall rugs or whatever, if I had, I do have, you know, um, I do understand it. And in a weird way, as clean as I am, when people take their shoes off before they come in your house, uh, after two years, that's a big difference of the filth that gets in your rugs. Oh, yeah. I know just because you're not money. So I get it. So I do respect it. I don't want to fucking do it. And I always hope that no one does it, but yet I have respect for you because you're cleaner than me, and I'm jealous. I wouldn't – you know, some people come over, and I don't say take your shoes off. Oh, who who, who does that? Who who don't you make? Would you make me? No. Uh, maybe. I, I think you would, though. Let's go to your house right now. 
I would like it, if someone came over, like Matt Fultron came over the other day to pick up. Some oh, you're mail. scared of him, right? You didn't make him, I bet, because no. he's got a he's a little bit of a bully, right? He's not a bully I'm at all. Kidding. He's the nicest guy in the world. That's the no, no. Bobby. If I can't make jokes with you, that's like, no, oh no, he's the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, that's why it's funny to call no, him a bully. No, like I didn't say take your shoes off. No. Are you, do you want to discuss the whole thing where I called him a bully comedically and you went like a guy that's not in the business, or do you want to just flip right past that? How do you want to deal with that? How do you want to deal with you're that? Seriously, with two questions. Gonna... you're hitting okay. me with two questions. Who wouldn't you make take your shoes off? Take whatever. Okay, but let's get back to the Matt, Matt uh, Fultron. I'm going to be like an interviewer that's talking about a social thing that's holding you to it, yeah. and I'm going to do it on the lightest, stupidest little thing. I said that Matt Fultron was, uh, was uh, a, bit, a little bit of a bully. Yeah. And you said to me, oh, my God, Matt Fultron is the nicest guy in the world. Do you think that, don't you think that I knew that that's why the joke was, or did you really think I thought he was a bully? Maybe I'm overthinking this. Why don't you stop me once in a while? Why can't you stop me? No, I thought it's the guy who can you'd... figure out how to blame you no matter what. You know what? I was going on and on, driving everybody up the wall. Couldn't one of you fucking dumb fucks stop me? No one's going to stop me. You're just going to let me keep going. I wouldn't say to you, Todd, take your shoes off. Well, I would take them off now that I know you want me to. And you know what I would do just to get even? Wear dirty socks. <laughs> I would walk around the neighborhood in my socks for three days in preparation <laughs> to come to your house. I would sneak. I would stick them in my shoes that I would wipe <laughs> off with alcohol right when I was at your front door, and then I would leave one foot up in the air. The other one I'd put back down, but in the cleanest area I could see. And then they would be clean. And then I would get in your house, and you would go, "Do you mind taking your shoes off?" I go. Oh, of course not. And I would take oh, – there's my filthy socks, and I would secretly walk dirt all around your house every time. Like I would really get mud on my socks. And then when I pulled them out, they'd be soaking. You would see it. you go, oh, my God. I go, I know. I didn't want to say anything, but my socks are cleaner than my shoes, dirtier than my shoes. Does this make any sense at all? Is anybody enjoying this? <laughs> Hello? Testing one, two, three. Is the microphone on? Skippity dippity 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 dippity. I want to play something for you, Bobby, and I think as we go to close here, play the um, play uh. <laughs> I don't know what I'm laughing at. Apparently, I'm listening to an old show. <laughs> um. Play the uh, guy singing, how bad he, the guy, not the guy that's, he, uh, this is a real guy. Can you play the long, no, no, just play him singing. This is a guy serious. Do you like this? Do you have that? Walking by city, where I'll never die, where this ain't a million. All right. <laughs> where do you find uh, this I stuff? <laughs> oh, you like, you like it? <laughs> I didn't know you liked it. Certain things, I don't know what it is, but I get like addicted to it, you know? It's like I hear it and then I can't stop listening to it. This is my niece. Do you like her? Be honest, and I don't need you to lie to me. I'm thinking about investing some money for her to sing in the uh, New York Academy of Music. It's $25,000 a year, and I want to send her there. Do you think she has the beginnings of a, a talented person? Hey, listen to it first. No. You think no? No, definitely not. 25 grand a year? Say you want to hear more. Say, let's do this right, bit again and right, give let's... it some legs for the love of Jesus. Here's Bobby. You think she's good? No. <laughs> the bit's over. 
<laughs> now you want to? <laughs> hey, do you like the way? Do you like the way this girl sings? No. Oh, well, then I guess you don't need to listen to. You sure you don't want to listen more? No, I've made my decision. Well, let me play a little more. Maybe you'll like it. No, Todd, I put my foot down. Right, I don't. Give me a little more. Give me oh, a little do you more. really want to hear a little yeah, more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Not bad. Oh my God! Look, oh what you, Bobby? You talk about bringing good luck to this studio. Look what is driving down La Cienica, the the strip of La Cienica, right here. Take a look at that. Jay Leno on a tricycle, steam powered. What does he have? He has a dog juggling out of the basket. Those look like NBC tennis balls. And he has a hat. Oh, my God. He has the hat with the bubbles that come out of it. Look at what is that following him? There's a guy juggling fire on a 1929 motorcycle wheel. Just balancing himself on the tire. He's not on the wheel. It's not like the tire has two handlebars. He's just riding the tire down the street <laughs> uh, by going one foot over the next foot. It's a Michelin tire. Michelin, the tires you want. You're going to put your family in the car with four tires. Make sure they're Michelin. They'll be there with your family. Let Michelin protect the people you love. We'll be back. Oh, my God. Look look what's coming down the street right now. Do you see this? Oh, my God. It's a, look at this guy. You see him? Oh, it's Jay Leno again. He's driving a 1929 Dusseldorf. And, and, it's, and it's powered by a real fire that we see. Pulling behind it, he has a, uh, a fire pit on wheels. Powering his... Oh, my God. Look, here comes Jay Leno. Powered by a, uh, a gas barbecue rigged up with an with a air balloon. And he is... Oh, my God. He's lowering himself right in front of the window. Come home. <laughs> what if I get start getting sick? Well, it is that time. Thank you. I'm so, I am so hungry right now. Remember to tweet at that iron company for me. What can you tweet that? I don't want it to be like call Todd. It's just like Todd Glass has a, um, I don't know. Think of something. <laughs> what is it? Hey, Bobby, I want to thank you for stopping by. No, I don't want to play that to close. I don't care. I want to thank James Adomian for uh, letting me steal the nuance of his non- nuances of his Tom Likas. So, uh, um, all right. Let's play that. Young Jake all right, you don't play your own. It's enough. He's going to play his own. All right. There you go. So anyway, I want to thank you for... Uh, wait, 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 all right, come we, on. Have we played this jingle yet? All right, it's not even funny anymore. Seriously, to swear to God, don't play it again. I'm not bullshitting you either. I'm not bullshitting you, Jake. And I'm telling you, I'm so close. And when I slice, I slice like a knife, like Paul Enka. <laughs> All right, you want me to bring a conductor in here? You think it's funny? You know, you got your fucking dumb little stupid smug look on your face. I'd like to come over there and kick it off. You play the jingle again, I'll hop over this fucking little thing here, and I will seriously do damage to you. It's disrespect. 
You know what? I like it. Can I tell you? <laughs> this happens to me with bits. It's a, you know what? This was a fun show. I'm not, I'm not, absolutely. I had, but there were also peppered in moments of like, now that happens a lot where I do a bit, sometimes an aggressive bit. doesn't bother me. Just funny. Graham will play the aggressor sometimes, but sometimes I'm in the middle of a bit and I don't like it. It's like maybe you come to a different level. And that bit, I felt like that. Like, you come over there. All for the comedically, I was selling it. Just so when he'd play the song again, it would raise the stakes that much. I will come over there, and then he never does it. I get it analytically why it was supposed to be funny, but it felt mean. I know you guys could meet after the show and talk about it all. Right, now there's actually... Now I really do want you to stop it. Seriously. 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 And I did apologize because I... Like, what's happened with Aristotle? And then it happens with you. I don't want to do that. But don't play it again. I will fucking come over there, and I will fucking punch your face in. I will take my fist and just pound your face in until it's unrecognizable by your parents. Oh, my God. Do you hear what I'm doing? I feel like that's too angry. I don't know what I'm turning into. I, why can't I talk kindly? What am I? Again, I don't like the bit. I swear to God. Like, I liked it because I figured I thought I saved it. Like, oh, now it'll be just so over the top that it'll be. Let's just get out of this. Do you ever – why is it that you don't like me that you wouldn't want to help a guy like me when we have the equipment? We have the tech. Thank you. Why didn't you fucking play that when I told you to? You know, I want to come over there and I want to take a, not a sharp fork because I want it to hurt, but like a dull spoon and just keep sticking it in your eyes when it would take so long. <laughs> You're listening to the Todd Glass Show starring Jake Adams, everybody. That's what happens. Somehow he gets... You're listening to the Jake Adams Show. Oh, look at You found the bailout. All right, we're done. We have to stay. Good night. What time is it? I got 9.57. I have my kitchen painted. Did you? Yeah. I don't mean to brag. That's why I don't. No, I do. I'm having it painted seven times. You know what if you, what if you didn't have a lot of money, so you just bragged about shit you lied about what it cost? Did we? I think we might have done this last week. Oh yeah, we we did. You see that pencil? Yeah, it's Abe Lincoln's. <laughs> I shouldn't have paid a million dollars for it, but I liked it. All righty, everybody. Well, I hope you had fun. Let's end calm today. Let's let's go out calm. There's nothing wrong with that. And uh, that was this was a fun show. I really did. I felt like I had fun with Jimmy, and and you came in, and there was just a. Oh, don't we have violin music? Mm-hmm. What was that? Is that? Oh, you like it? This isn't happy violin music. This is killing someone in the woods violin music. Am I right? No, it's happy now. You know what I mean? It's happy now. I want to end happy. I do. And I'm glad you're happy. Are you happy, Bobby? Oh, yeah. That should be the name of your book, Happy Bobby. Did you read Happy Bobby? It was so good. Um, uh, Thank Adam Cousins. He came half. He didn't crave being here. Maybe he had somewhere else to go. I I know if he hears this. I don't know what to say. Can you believe I made up that story about anyone ever leaving early? He's the first person to ever leave early. Most people want to hang out after the show. You know what I mean? Like, we're doing the show, and then we turn the mics out. We, we sit here for... We've sat here for three hours certain nights ordering Thai food. That's what most people do. So the second level up from that is you stay for the whole show in part A and part B. But when we order food, you go, I'm sorry, i got to take a drive back to Pasadena. But never have anyone leave halfway through the show. And I cannot... And you know what? It hurts. 
I think if anything, more than anything, it hurts. And I know he's a religious person, and I only hope <laughs> the God that he prays to will forgive him for what he's done to my soul. I mean, you know, I can't. The guy couldn't even find the door to get in here, but he certainly found the door to get the fuck out of here a lot quicker. <laughs> and that's the truth. And Adam listening, he's like, well, there's actually a story behind that. He couldn't find the door to this place tonight. He's walking to that door on La Cienica Boulevard. It says, use the other door. He walked to that door. I swear we watched him because people don't know we can see them up here. He walked back and forth. He started banging the door. Then he's cupping it. He's putting his hand over his eyes so he can get rid of the shadow to see inside. Leaving, boom, right out the door. <laughs> Every week we do it, folks. We get together. There's probably going to be some opening. Here's, you want to know my paranoia? Oh, I don't want to be like a fucking... I think I'm fine. You know what, though? I've said it before. I'd rather think it and then listen to it. Going on the other side of making a stereotypical joke. There are times it's absolutely you get away with it because in the circle of people with the show, you establish yourself. I mean, like some of these, like when I called you, you know, we know each other so well. So when I go, but that doesn't make it sense. Because when I see Sinatra do it to Sammy, that was the story. Like they'd make jokes about him. Mm -hmm. And right now, chink, maybe... That's just the next word that's acceptable. I'm being totally serious to George Carlin. That doesn't mean I won't forgive myself and know it was funny, but that doesn't mean you can't think something's funny and then evolve past it. Are we just holding on to that word like chink because it's like we can still say that and it's okay? That's probably just as vile as the other words. We just still accept it. I think I'm right. That doesn't mean that well, wasn't fucking hilarious. It means, okay, it was fucking hilarious. Now you evolve past it. It's kind of funny I'm being also totally serious. that I'm not even Chinese. Well, no one gives a shit. <laughs> no, well, of course, but it, but the whole joke is based on if you were the joke, the words were still said. And by the way, if you're thinking it's not the worst thing in the world, I agree. That, hopefully, you're not just evolving in your podcast or your comedy act till things are the grossest and the worst. You know, it's okay to get someone out, get something out a little early. Could you say chink for another five years and get away with it? Yeah, but eventually, it's going to be like everything else. It's just a harsh word. I am being genuine, and I hope that everyone's like, yeah, that's where he was at at the end of the show. Now I feel better wrapping up the show, and there's probably a few other things like that. Some things I totally defend. I'll give you an example how I think you can do it. The Tom Likas bit, someone might go, are you shitting me? That you? Yeah, I do, because I was exploiting, you know, uh, yeah, I was going both sides, telling the same side. But that's just me. You know, maybe someone else has gone, Todd, I think that was a little bit... Violin music's annoying. <laughs> so is my voice. Show's over. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com.